Hey everybody, join with your favorite host of them all, Michael Tanner, as we talk with Dice Media Group's guests and co-hosts and people that are running inside the company trying to help your business be better. So we got to build back better, and as the president says, but until that time, let's just talk about you. So call us in, hit us on Twitter at DiceMediaGroup.com. You can get us on the website, www.DiceMediaGroup.com, and also just hit us up on Twitter at DiceMediaGroup1. That's at Dice Media Group 1 on Twitter. We'll be here handling all your favorite questions, including how to make my business better, how not to wait around for the government, how to make our business better, because we is powerful. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning to wherever you are. I know that you're up bright and early wherever you are and whatever time it is. It's salsa time somewhere. It is Cinco de Mayo, and I, I, your most favorite of hosts, am talking with Hank and Sharon, and they are what people call real PR marketing people. They're of Yulaf Industries, or what we call well anyway i will introduce them in just a moment i just want to talk to uh, some top five stories we might talk about uh we're, we're going to talk about what if your product kills you um how did you get banned off off of facebook and how do i get back on how do i get out of facebook jail maybe right uh we can talk a little bit about uh google's 20 percent work week yeah 20 percent of uh, all workers will now stay home but now we're just gonna get get right on with uh, with our guest co-host for the day, something like that. Anyway, hey guys, how you doing? This is Michael. Are you there from Sedona? Is that is that you? Right? Can you hear me? Are we okay? Yes, we are in Sedona, Arizona, two hours north of beautiful, hot Phoenix. So basically, it's Taco Land, right? I mean, is there? Is there like a restaurant that you would be at today, right now, if you weren't with me right now? What's the favorite food out there? Huh. Say ramen. Let's see. Well, our favorite is really a local diner, but yeah, not they, necessarily, we, uh, you know, Cinco de Mayo. We flavor. can't tell you the local place because then all the tourists will go there. Okay. Well, tell us your local place anyway. We'll ruin them for a day. I mean, Yes, I mean we. Oh man, we're up to a thousand okay. people. We got almost fifteen hundred people off the last little uh, clip that we did. So that's just up. When, when, when you come to Sedona, you've got to go to Red Rock Cafe. Uh, they're only open for breakfast and lunch. Breakfast and lunch. Okay, I have barbecues that are like that. You get there at eight o'clock in the morning, so you have dinner. So you get there and you, oh, yeah. you know, anyway. Wow. Uh, so, so what we what we really uh, we we brought you on is because you're experts in uh, in stuff, yeah. Um, in this little conversation, we have a little over um, well, over a hundred years of of experience of uh, PR experience, and so because she's only twenty two years old, that means it's you and me, Hank, right? So that's, that's how. That <laughs> So anyway, yes, I followed the I followed the Matt Gates school of of dating, and uh, I, I grabbed Sharon when she was a teen. I see the oh, yes. good grief! It's going to be one of those. Sessions. I think I think that would be like she's in HR. She does HR work. So, what do you do with somebody who's showing you know this guy, and he's thirty five years old, and he's showing his friends pictures of girls, naked girls that are underage girls, and 
and stuff and says, yeah, I did. I was with her. I'm Allegedly. 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 That's true, because if you're going to pay somebody on a public Vimeo or Venmo or something like that, you you are alleged, right? And you call her Vintage 99, something like that. Anyway, but what do you do with, with aren't there, there's got to be toxic workers and people. I mean, people don't really have, I've seen gone to a lot of businesses where they don't have a crisis plan, except they're calling the lawyer because it's too late, you know? How do we, how do we, let's, let's talk about that. What is the, what are some things that we have to have from a communication standpoint that, that every office should have, like break glass, call Mike, besides that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, we have a, we wrote a book about human resources and, and Sharon talks about it in that book. Yes. Right. It's on it, Amazon it, look, right now, right? I mean, it, uh, is. it is, it is. And it, it is listed on, on, on our website uh, under books, preferred books, maybe if they'll get us the stuff over to us. Yeah. Anyway, so, so what's the, what's the book called? What's, what is, what's the book? Uh, Small Business Human Resource Secrets. Okay. It, okay. And what's the biggest secret? Uh, <laughs> document, document, document. You're used to real estate being all about location, but in HR, it's all about documentation. So if somebody's acting inappropriately, you write it down like a narc sheet. This is what he did at this time. How would you do that? Let's let's do that. I I happen to work for Matt Gates, and I think he's being inappropriate. And I'm in the office kind of person, right? And I don't want to get fired and lose my job. What? Do, but on the same time, I can't. I can't be around this, right? What What do you do? Because you know you be you go talk to HR. Stop. <laughs> you talk to HR. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The the in this case, the, the House of Representatives really does have a, a human resources department that any of the staff people can go talk to. Okay. Now HR's talked to him. He's literally been talked to and says, "Rein it in," right? And he doesn't do it, and you can't fire that guy because some people you just can't. Why can't you? Because he's a congressman. I mean, because he's 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 got stock or something. I don't know. Um, what what are things you can't fire people? You can always fire somebody. Is that what you're saying? You can always find a way for an exit door for someone. If you and and document it. Because here's the challenge: if you don't document it, then they can then they can more easily file a wrongful termination suit. If you have it all documented and you go to court, you can say, "Look, we did talk about it. We talked about it here. We sent him to training. We offered him training. He chose not to go." I mean, there's all sorts of things that you could do along that continuum. But if you don't have it documented, it didn't happen. Okay, uh, documenting. I there was an oil spill that happened just a while ago, and basically. They traced over the stuff, and they said that the Gulf of Texas, right, the, where the Texas is, where Gulf, Gulf of, of Mexico. Yes, but I was trying to pretend I went to public school. Now, stop it. So anyway, anyway, I, anyway, uh, so 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 they they literally they hand scrawled over that. They talked about you know the animals and the flora and fauna, like you know walruses and stuff like that. And they just did that. They had this cozy relationship. You find out about that, like, because they're supposed to have people, you know, inspecting and stuff. And they just keep handing it in for years. What you come into something like that. Do you quit that job that day? Or do you say, well, I am getting paid a lot of money. What's the what's the what's the PR person responsibility at that point? Oh, well, from the on the public relations point of view, the, the challenge is and you, you alluded to this earlier. Um, 
companies of any decent size really do need to uh, have their their contingency plans in advance. The, the term public relations gets used incorrectly quite often. It isn't a what it isn't a reactionary situation. Uh, in this case, let's talk about BP or any large theoretical oil company. Um, they've got to have a plan in advance. Uh, what could happen? And this is for almost for any small business. You know, what could happen in our business? What possible things could go wrong? And let's let's role play it out. Let's sketch it out. What would you know if um, hmm, I want to use a, a, a closer example? Um, you are a auto parts store. OK. And you can't control all of the auto parts that you got. Right. However, um, you can document where every part comes from so that if there is a challenge, it's, you know, we have worked with that supplier for this many years. We have gotten this many parts from them. This is the first time this has happened. It's a surprise to us. And what we want to do is fix it by doing this. Um, you, you never want to stonewall. Uh, telling the truth is always the best defense, even if you did mess up. Let's say in that same example, um, one of your employees packaged the part wrong. You know, when you repackage it, you say, you know what? We blew it. And honest to God, that's what insurance is for. Uh, you pay your insurance and you stay in front of it. Um, there was a, a food chain in the United States um, that had a challenge with one of the products that they put in one of their food. There, is that general enough? <laughs> um, and it's not. And it's not a Mexican food place, and it's. I I wouldn't I wouldn't pretend to know, yeah. <laughs> but the challenge was they they hardlined it, wasn't us. You know it, that song, it wasn't me. <laughs> well, look, uh, evidence to the contrary. So the the best way you can use public relations in the proper way is to have your contingency plans, and all sorts of things can come up. Uh, one of the reasons that we aren't doing live events right now is even with COVID cases dropping, if we put 50 people into a, into a ballroom and we hold the small business breakthrough bootcamp that we do a couple of times a year, if we do that live right now, if anyone there were to fall ill God forbid. God, and got COVID, whether or not they got it at our event, there's going to be some lawyer that's going to say, okay, tell me every place you've been in the last three weeks. And we show up on the list. So for us, the, the public relations play could have been, we go through, we, we have an event and we give everyone a mask twice a day, a fresh mask. And we give them their own uh, sanitizer. sanitizer. So that's us being proactive, but according to our legal department, um, if someone gets ill, we get sued whether they got sick there or not. So the proper way to to use public relations is to look at all sides before you have it, before you do something. There's an interesting argument with the lawyers. So um, I say, tell the truth first, control the story, because it'll save yourself some money, time, pain, whatever. Absolutely. You come out like that, right? But then the lawyer says, but you'll be liable. And here's what I'll say. I told you not to do that. Here's the and I says you and 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 so I'm wondering, can we contain this story? Let's just say a fictional, we had a fictional disease, and that 
they were having this conversation through emails and in the federal government and they said well it's better to get these people infected you know and then on the other side they 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 were told this guy goes on with like say a reporter say he writes books and he's and he said and he's arguing back and forth with the president about you can't do this and the president comes out and says well it's airborne it's the worst kind and the president thinks that's the best idea to you know just minimize it you know but the, but everybody in his office says that's what we call a bad idea. Don't do that. We're in government. Like I know that if 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 you're if you're an information officer in the army and you lie, you get to go to jail. There's a yeah. you, you'll probably be shown the door, but you might be going to jail. Uh, and and so what do we do with government? Is it different with government officials? Is it different with the corporation? You you hold an election. <laughs> you, you hold an election, and uh, elections have consequences. Look, look if it, the the honest to god truth is that if if you are looking at our last election in this country from a, a completely apolitical point of view or a, or a nonpartisan point of view, if the politics of it had been taken out. Uh, and if the, 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 the word hoax had never been used, um, our former president would probably still be president now. Okay. Because if he had just, if he had listened to his public relations department, he said, look, this isn't our fault. We get it. You're right, sir. But why don't we mitigate it instead of lying about it? And if he had now, he did something really great. They they fast tracked and and tried to help out with with vaccines. Good job. But then they they wanted to mitigate any possible challenge of anything being wrong happening and being a reflection on the federal government. So they gave it to the states. If the federal government had said, "Hey, uh, we're going to fix this and we're all in this together," and yeah, we might we might stumble, but a little bit, but we're going to make this right. So go along with us. You'd still be president. Okay, it's uh, it's all in how it's it's all in how you get in front of the story and tell the truth, framing and frame it. Okay, so let let's let's take a shot at uh, let's take a shot at some of our favorites. Uh, so somebody, so there was a company that that makes uh, exercise equipment, um, right? And so they got shut down. They were ordered to recall, according to the uh, Wall Street Journal today. Uh, Pelton was was told because they wanted they were they were selling like gangbusters they were they were oh yeah covid's been very very good to them yeah covid very very good to them right they and a lot of things like netflix is like oh my god keep this going forever we're fine you know um but although COVID, although netflix is is finding out that they are they're not the only game in town and uh they have to they have to watch their marketing model well uh disney's trying to help them as much as they can trust me they're doing everything to Star Wars that make it <laughs> anyway. Anyway, and 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 they destroyed and and then they're trying to destroy Star Trek at the same time. So I, good good for you. Good good good. Anyway, um yes. See if you can do it like that. Yes. Okay. So if you can't, we're if you're hearing this, we're holding our our, our Vulcan peace signs up to each other. So uh, I don't care where you are. You should be able to get good information and 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 stuff. So anyway, uh, so now Peloton's Peloton, you know, babies were lifting up the thing. The other things were happening. There's this could be avoidable. I think this should be a this should have been avoidable from a PR standpoint. Say, you know, that we don't expect kit, 
little babies to be around our equipment. They're, this is, or something. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't read the the story yet. Is that what they said? No, there's no way they said that. There's no. no he's saying yeah. he should have said that. No, you know, no, you, not at all. You just, you just say. I mean, there's tons of disclaimers on all sorts of things. I haven't. We don't own a Peloton, so we don't yeah. know what their disclaimers are. But off. Often they say things like, you know, not to be operated by children under X years old or, you know, don't leave your children unsupervised around the device. Okay. Now, and and part of that part of that story is, you know what, um, we're going to make it right. And by the way, we've got X thousand other pieces that are out there that are operating just fine. So uh, if you've got our, our equipment, look look watch your email we're going to be sending you some updates on on safety tips and you know there are a lot of things they can do uh and again to to mitigate and this that's that's one of those things that you you have your risk management people in okay tell us all the things that could go wrong and you you listen to your public relations people (laughs) as they say hey look if these if this goes wrong uh this is you know Here's the story that's pre-written. You p- plug in all the information. The the smartest public relations people already have the art the the articles written, including quotes, and you fill in the blanks. Sometimes I feel like I'm the public relations guy, and those are the accountants, and I'm the enemy. I'm the marketing. <laughs> I'm an, uh, and, they act yeah. like I'm stealing their money or something. I don't know. But how do you how do we overcome that? Because a lot of times it says, well, how much is it going to cost? As is going to cost what it takes, <laughs> you know, and we don't. And what's the exact answer of how much money we're going to make? I uh, how well it's carried out, stuff like that. How do we how we say client? These are some of the um, these are realistic expectations. I want to have, I just had this. We have 800 users. I'd like to have 10,000 users by the end of the month. And I'm going. And and they all are paid subs, right? Yes, that's what yeah. that's what our goal is. And you're willing to pay, you know, are you willing to pay fifty dollars per sub? No, I'm not. So, you know, stuff like that. So uh, we so what I'm what I'm thinking is is uh, what what do we how do we set expectations? What can public relations do well, or marketing do? I understand that that it it starts in the boardroom. Okay. And three guys, you know, I I hear you, but let's look at, let's look at Tylenol. Okay. We're now 25 years past their, their, uh, date of, you know, we had a problem. It all comes back. Period. End of story. Save the brand. You look at other brands that, that stonewall it and they disappear. So if you're, if you are doing business the right way, the, the challenge is to turn a negative into a positive for you and to show that you're a corporate, a good corporate citizen, um, good corporate citizens get rewarded and the public relations department needs to constantly remind the C-suite of that little situation that, you know, if you do the right thing, you, you get rewarded, uh, especially in America. You know, people that admit to challenges and say we're going to do better get another chance. Okay. What about uh, so? So now let so we get we all, there's always another go around, right? Is that you can always reinvent yourself. There's 
There's people that have had terrible trans and career. So what about the people that are not so big, but they texted, they tweeted something on an airplane. And in eight hours, they found out that they were fired, their box, their stuff in there are boxed up. Is that an overreaction by the company? Nope. Okay, we can't have this. Don't do stupid shit. <laughs> Keep it. We, um, yeah, don't do stupid shit. Yeah. We, just, we just let a URL go. And that URL was we all do stupid yeah. dot com. Yeah. And uh I could make reels for that. I <laughs> and and part of part of it is you have you're setting expectations with employees. Hey, uh well, you know, let me let me give you a, a better example. Uh I I just finished a a 25-year term on on the board of directors of a chamber of commerce in Los Angeles. And the standing rule was, if any member of the press comes to any member of the board and asks the chamber's opinion, the answer is, talk to the CEO. And it, it, it's always made very clear, as a board member, you do not speak for the organization. You may not speak for the organization. You may not use the name of the organization. Uh, if, you, if you, for example, support a candidate, you cannot say that, you know, John Smith of member of the board of this chamber of commerce, you cannot use it. So we very proactively every year have the conversation with the entire board. Just a reminder, you're on the board, but you don't speak for the board. And if you're an employer, you have that exact same conversation. Do not speak for the company. It better be in the handbook. Yeah. And you, you put in your handbook. Uh, your your employee handbook covers your tail, which brings it right back to public to human resources. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there there are many things that even a small company can do to, to cover themselves. So and and educating your employees is one of them. So basically every time I've heard you talk, you say bring it back to HR. So I've got this brown bag, it's lit, it's on fire, and I put it on HR's doorstep, right? That's that's what you're saying to do. No, 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 no. He was saying that 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 the conversation brought it back to HR. He's not yeah. saying oh, it's not everything is HR related. The oil spill isn't necessarily an HR relation. You know, it's it's being proactive and assuming that if you assume some stuff is going to go wrong, what would you do if it went wrong? Okay, what if I have an employee that that's going that has their own social media account and thinks they're going to say something about the company? Well, all right, that could happen. Let's tell all employees, hey. Don't do that. Don't, don't, don't take a stand for the company. You can say you work for the company. It can go in your bio, but that's it. What if they have their own social media account and I don't know, they're just kind of wacko. Okay. On if it's in the handbook, if it's in the handbook in advance and they do that, they are fired period. End well, of story. there's another step. They have, <laughs> yes, it's in the handbook and you've gotten them to sign off that they read, yeah. the, they received and read the handbook. And then, you, you don't usually fire them on the first go round. Usually you, yeah, HR would say no, because you haven't documented. <laughs> so usually you have to be able to say, remember paragraph X, we said, don't do that. You did that. And I, I'm going to put this note in the file. We're having this conversation on this date. You're going to sign off that we had this conversation. You're not admitting that you were wrong. You're just agreeing that we had a conversation. I'm sitting right here in your office. We're having a conversation. <laughs> And that's going to go in your file the next time. Okay, you've been warned. That's it. Okay. So you're you're nicer than I am. It's not nice. It's keeping the employer out of being litigated for wrongful termination. 
Okay, so, 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 so we always have to keep the lawyers in, in, in our heads, apparently. That's, <laughs> Unfortunately, that's, we live in a very litigious society. <laughs> yes, but my, my best one is, is a story where uh, I'm on the phone with the New York Times right now, lawyer. Is there anything you'd like to say? Or you just say, let's talk about it. You know, shouldn't you always assume that when you're talking to a reporter that, that you're being recorded at that moment? Should yes, of course. Oh, mic, yes. Hot mic moments should never happen because you're never. It's always hot. Yeah, from, from the moment that uh, we sit down in our Zoom studio for every podcast that we appear on, uh, from the moment we log in, we assume recording is going. Okay. Because on our microphone, the light's on. So we assume, oh, mic's hot. Okay. I, I just I just say that and and so so when we when we move to when we move to okay let's just say somebody in my company did something stupid and got us bad on Facebook or Twitter it could be what a lots of things could happen I could oh, yeah. spell ship with a T I could do yeah. different things it was an accident right it was not deliberate but you know what it got a couple million views or something right cool we see the marketing department says really we got a couple of million views yeah. cool do it again let's say did, hey, did the right people watch like, it? hey we're sorry we made this mistake and, and it's we're so sorry that he said this instead of that but if you want to see it you'd have to go to our facebook page because we're going to take it down in 24 hours yeah no uh yeah the, you apologize you move on mistakes do happen See, I, I tried to work for the government recently, and I could fact check, and I could spell check, and I use Grammarly, and it would cause what we what we term as a hostile work environment. You know, I. What about what about that? So the so, like, what about what about we're 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 going to do misspellings, or we're we're, I I I know a certain uh, Senator Lee that does misspellings in his releases, and. I, I've gone after him a couple times for it, just because it's misspelling, you know, just because you you can't really, you can't be bothered, you know, you can't, mm -hmm. don't you have somebody on your staff that can spell, you know, at, oh, and what really makes it bad, I think he went to Harvard or something. He, yeah, and he, and he, he clerked for a Supreme Court judge. I'm not saying that that makes it worse, but it does to me. Anyway, um, what about that? Or, or who writes, who writes for the company? Can anybody write for the company? that we are or not usually no. usually there's a point person and it's yeah. people know who the point person is and if you don't know who the point person is i promise you it's not you yeah <laughs> so, you, so even if you own the business you should be like i or whatever i've, I've dealt with doctors and i'm like dude you don't want to go out there See, see how they're salivating for you to go on that microphone. Oh, you know, go back to go back to our the chamber example. Um, the only person that speaks for the chamber is the CEO. Now, the CEO has has both lawyers that were on the board at the same time on speed dial along with me, okay. and you know we hash out what are we going to say. But she's the only one that's going to go out there and say it. Okay. You know? Yeah. I just. I just know that I just I know those guys. <laughs> they know me. I will get them. <laughs> you know if they get after, you know. Uh, well, see, I don't. I don't necessarily look at. Uh, you know what I, I, I don't. I, would, I wouldn't look at it from the point of view that I want to get them. I would report on the on the truth of what they were saying. Yes, you know, but you know, but if you're a stand-up comic too, you know that you can 
Anyway, uh, what about what about what about uh, we'll edit that anyway. So, so <laughs> what about what about what about? What you know, if you say what about three times, Rumpelstiltskin shows up. Yeah, but it's better than saying um. Now, my brother thought, or you know, you know, this is a cute story. My brother thought that he will be the judge of that. Do what I do, right? So I called KRO in San Francisco. He lives in San Francisco. He knows what it is. It's only like 50,000 watts, goes out 12 miles to sea, right? And I said, Carl, you went to college. I'm going to let you talk about your company for about three minutes on KRO, right? I just set it up kind of thing because we're doing tech tech hiring and stuff. And he said um, 13 times, and he was on the debate team. It's a little bit different when somebody shoves their microphone in their in your face, and you have to speak like an intelligent human being. I, Eloquently. It doesn't matter if you're practicing being a politician. Public speaking is important. If I have a client and I want them to do a decent job, or at least not embarrass themselves, what are some of the things that you guys do with somebody to make bring them through that process? Practice. Is it practice? Is it just practice? You know, we, we always say, you know, practice with us first. First, send us your, what do you think you're going to say? Let's wordsmith it. And then shoot a video. Pretend that you're you're being given that microphone. Send us the video and let's let's practice. Okay. And then we practice and, and we do extemporary speaking. We do different topics. We do things like that. Well, How one, of our, one of our private coaching clients was going to be speaking on stage. And we said, send us your slides before you go on stage. You know, you're going to do a presentation. And I'm, I'm going through his slides, and he's talking to people about their financial future. And I'm looking at the slides, and he happened to mention that Anita Baker just died without a will. I said, or Anita Franklin. I said, wait a minute, don't you mean Aretha Franklin? So having somebody, another set of eyes, and that's what we do as business coaches, we're the second set of eyes. We looked at it and saved him all sorts of grief. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like having Corinthians or two Corinthians or something like that. I think you should be aware of your audience a little bit about who you're speaking to and what they might say. Yes. Yes. I, I have made that mistake. And fortunately, I own the only video of that presentation and it will never be on YouTube. Um. I have your wife available, and I think for a certain amount of money. <laughs> no, nope, she won't do it. She nope. She, she won't how, do it. How much you got? <laughs> Double it. Let's kickstart it. Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, we we make mistakes all the time, and as you said, everybody does something stupid. What about uh, how do we? How about rule breaking? Okay, there. Twitter and Facebook and Instagram was owned by Facebook and even LinkedIn have different rules for different people. How should we, how should we address like leaders of state? Should, should a, should a, like Tony Blair, let Tony Blair talk. That's what my rule was. Bush, Tony, let Tony talk. You know, how do we, how do we, how do we, are there's different rules? Wait a minute. The, these are all private companies. Why the the first you know if you're if you're if we're talking First Amendment type stuff here, understand that all four of those companies you just mentioned they're they're all private. You don't have to use them. Okay. You don't have to be on Facebook. You don't have to be on Instagram. Those profiles are free, and when you sign on, 
you click you, the terms of service, you own nothing and you and they owe you nothing. So you're if you, saying that even though that they've become ubiquitous, that it is necessary to get your message. Yeah. Look, ubiquitousness doesn't matter. Air is ubiquitous. That's true. Air. You know, and, and when people get pissed at Facebook, because and I'm a victim of this, um, I've been in Facebook jail a lot because their algorithms don't pick up sarcasm. Oh, well, you know, I don't have to be on Facebook. I can I could turn off my account, but I happen to like using it to generate revenue. So I play with their rules and I sit out my week and I know the next time I get, you know, go into Facebook jail, it's for a month. I know what their rules are. Some people have been banned for life for life. And some people have been banned for six months and somebody. Yep. Their company, they, they, they have the rule. Look, you, you don't, if you don't like it, start your own social media platform. Somebody's trying that right now. Uh, yes, and, and you know, best of luck. Yeah, but Facebook didn't exist for a while. You know, LinkedIn is older than Facebook. Google Plus disappeared, so they come, they go. MySpace is a good example of that. Yeah, you know, still exists for for mostly musicians. All the musicians that are there, uh, but these are these are not public airwaves. Your podcast isn't a public airwave. It's it's a private product. We're using, you know, it happens to be put on the internet. We have to beware before we start screaming First Amendment rights. That, you know, if you're at the venue you're using. Now, you know, let's say that you and I, um, we want to, to address the grievances we have against our government. So we go to the top of Pike's Peak, you know, mile high, and we start screaming our thoughts. Okay, well, <laughs> there we are. Yeah. But, speech, they won't arrest you. But understand that those rights that we are given by the Constitution all have responsibilities that go with them as well. My right to free speech ends when it when it infringes on your rights. So if they want to ban me, they can ban me. Yeah, I was I was asking what should should we apply the same rules for broadcast media as we do to cable shows? Should we should we do because they're using a lot of like I know that on a radio station, you know, that air is not mine. I, I think that's I think that's above my pay grade. Okay. <laughs> I I I'm going to defer on that to to constitutional scholars who would have a better answer than I. Okay. I just know that it's fun to be on them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway. All right. So let's talk. Okay. We've got maybe. What are like? Okay. I I. I have a bicycle shop. I have two guys that work for me. I want to have a third guy, right? I don't have like a lot of all this other stuff. I might have a website. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just have some social media. I might have a Squarespace website or whatever. Um, Ouch. Yes. What? What? What are what are like five things I got to do to look at this person before I hire them? Do I need to? Do I need to have like a seven-year-old have a full FBI background check before they work at my shop? What are some of the things that I? It, 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 depends. it depends on what it is. Your are they touching money? That that you know lends a different uh, level of security that you want to make sure they have. 
Um, are they are they an intern? Are they still in school? Are they studying under one of your other shop guys? I mean, there's so many different variables. How much training are you going to be give them before you turn them loose to repair bicycles? Mm, that's more like a trade thing. I think I think a lot of things are trades. Like even when we when we put somebody on air, uh, we just you just sit there and watch him. You just listen to him and you talk to him. You don't try to watch him directly, but you listen to him. But I think a lot of things are trade. But do we do we have everybody sign like they do a drug te a UI before they work for us? Is that something? That it, we I don't know. Is that in your handbook? Does your handbook say that you're going to do a drug test? Do you have the funds to pay for those drug tests? Are you are you willing to take the consequences if they don't pass it? Yeah, those are good questions. That's why I was asking. So, uh, well, but you, you have to you have to have all those conversations. There's no blanket answer. Okay. Uh, the bike shop A may be willing to take that risk. Bike shop B is not. So it you know there's no one answer. What about uh, I want to I want to have someone work with my I want them posting my blog stuff and things like that, right? What? Right. I want them to type. I know that they they went to high school or whatever. They they and then they pass all the stuff through me. What kind of what kind of uh, what kind of background before I have somebody work on my website? How important is that uh, channel communication? How do I how do I say what what age or what not age? What level of education should they have? What type it, of thing am I? That, it, that doesn't matter. Did you look at their work? Are, are, can they can they put things in the language that you would use? Okay. Did you talk to other web yeah. web development clients of theirs? Would they hire them again? Okay. This, yeah. I mean, they could be brilliant high school student. They could be a, a lousy college grad. I, I don't really care about their education. I want to see the product they're actually putting out. So the product is important in in, in that case. What about uh, if we want to? Let's let let's turn to uh, if we if we're going to uh, if we're going to be fair with with everybody that comes to the door right and we we want to live in this standard of fairness how do we how do we, social backgrounds going to play into it like if somebody if somebody if i want them to sell high-end products they should have a background to be able to use have used the product or be in that they might be brilliant but they don't but to be able to get along with my clients famous cases a guy used to would have dinner with somebody before he'd sell one of his cars you know he he but in our society, how do we how do we know? Is it okay to to like look at it from an HR point? This this person didn't go to college, so therefore they won't get along with the people I'm trying to sell sell with. Is that how do how can how do we know that? Do we do we watch them in that scenario? Do we know that they can't get along with them? I I wouldn't make a blanket statement that they can't. Yeah. I would role play. Let's do a scenario. Yeah, the the, the sales the sales function. Uh, is not necessarily a function of education. Uh, I think it's more a, a function of uh, personality. Uh, do you feel they're going to be able to sell? Do they have they do they have any kind of a track record of sales? What's uh, their emotional intelligence? How are they at reading people? How is how are they at communicating with people? You know, how do we rate the emotional intelligence? It, it, it's, it's a conversation. Yeah. It's 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 a, again it's role playing, and that's what I would do. I would role play. You're in the situation. What would you do? Pretend I'm the client. Here's here's the scenario. What would you do? Okay, all right, that sounds good. Yeah, all right. the finding finding incredible salespeople, it, it, it's a 
there's a bit of a, a skill and there's a bit of an art to it. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are there any kind of, okay, let's say I wanted to read a book and I was thinking I wanted to read a marketing book, right? And there, and it was recent. What, what are some of the, besides your own book, what, what are like a couple <laughs> of books? Oh man. Besides your own book, what what's the what's the name of that book anyway? What's the name of the uh, we we have we've got six of them. Uh, if you if you look up our last name on Amazon, uh, you'll see the marketing checklist, the marketing checklist two, marketing checklist three, the hows and whys of social media. Uh, we've got several. Uh, but please go look. Or in fact, if you if you're listening and you just want one of them for free, send us an email and we'll we'll send you the PDF version for free. There we go. We we hooked you up one way. That's like twenty. Absolutely. Right there, right or something. Like we that. just saved you some money. Send us an email. We'll we'll send you one of our books. And and honestly, we'll probably send you two. Right and guaranteed money back. Right, double money back on a free book. <laughs> yes, you get you'll get That's double right. back what you invested. That's right. Okay, so uh, so if if okay, uh, I like Gorilla Marketing, for example, is a good is a good book. Mm -hmm. I like Don't Make Me Think. I like those. What are some of the? Did I just kill your list? What no, uh, I would I would my default would be uh, Think and Grow Rich from nineteen twenty seven, Napoleon Hill. Uh, if you've never read a positive mental attitude book, or you have and you want to know where they all came from, uh, <laughs> I would go back to the source and and start there. Okay, the this kind of reminds me of a, a marketing thing. It's called the secret. It's a book, but it's a cult in a way and stuff. And it was just, and it's just the idea of that. This is a secret, but it's out everywhere. Everybody can see it. What, 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 and, and there's different calls. Uh, if I, if I'm marketing right now where I can't, I'm used to going meeting people and I have a real hard time meeting people, right? I'm, I'm the guy you know send like into the room and he'll talk to him until he gives rights a check you know and and stephanie will say how does he do that well he just does that that's what he does that's his job anyway uh what what are some of the things i've got to make changes now how do i make that change what i mean this stuff can go on for another year or two i feel that especially if people don't get all vaccinated and things like that this stuff is could drag on what are some of the things that as a really good salesman as you said art science but it's also a feel thing. It's like getting your touches on the ball. How do I get my touches on the ball? What are the marketing things I've got to do? Look, the main thing is, and it, this is not pandemic related. It's it, This is true online, offline. It doesn't matter. Who's your ideal client? Who's your most profitable client? Who are your favorite clients? Get really clear on those. The messaging to attract more of those. And then where, where do we put those messages? Where are those people already hanging out? online offline doesn't matter you know are they looking for are they looking for information about what you do before they buy from you so well do some webinars that that teach them that you know what you're trying to do is your the the sales funnel if you're looking at it that way um we prefer to tell our clients uh you want to create content and not short content longer content content that that enables your customer to know that you know your stuff um you're trying to get someone to describe subscribe to your list so that you can continue to give them more information so what you've done is you've gotten somebody that wants to gather information then they're willing to subscribe to your list 
and a certain percentage of those do become customers. So the, the goal is to cast your message in enough places that you're going to get enough people to subscribe so that you get enough people to want to buy and, and work with you. It, it's a it's a simple formula. Uh, not always that, easy. Not always easy. <laughs> Creating the right messages where you know that tends to be where we come in. So so you do you consider yourself story makers, story creators? The they're like I've gone to Dirt Company and and they do what I do, but they call, but they say, we're, we're, we are the, I, I'm the lead story creator for the company. Right. And I was like, mm -hmm. that's an okay title, I guess, but you know, well, he is, he is the lead story creator for us, but for our clients, we, we want to tease it out of them. They're the story creator. It's their story. We're the, we're the business coaches that help to tease it out. Okay. What are some of the things? Okay. Let, let's be a business coach, you know, a different way. Um, okay. I'm 18 years old and I'm looking at spending $240,000 because I'm going to go to school. Right. I, I, they can do my plan. Go to Weber state broke, come out 80 grand in the hole or about there. Right. And, and that's just what happens right now. It's just because I, I never could wink enough on my summer job to pay that, you know, seven, 8,000 bucks plus books, plus eating and everything. Right. Cause you can barely make enough to live. Um, what, what they want to work in public relations they want to do or they want to have a business or they want to create something they they think that they've got the stuff right and and they think that they they, they want to create a business or something are you telling them to go to college right now or are you telling them that's not important right now how much we're, we're not telling them any of those things it's not our job to tell them it's it's what do you yeah. want life to look like let's let's get a let's look a little further down the road what do you want life to look like let's then let's see what's the best way to get you to that goal if it's a job okay then what does that job require does it require education a formal education or is there a way to do it on the job training if it's like owning your own business well what kind so we wouldn't tell any 18 year old you have to go to college or you don't have to go to college what what do you want life to look like let's craft the life to give you that michael i i don't know about you but when i was 18 i was not ready to start my own company I was quite a bit older until, you know, one Thanksgiving, longest story short, uh, my mom basically said, well, what would it take to start your company? And two weeks later, it was started, but I was well into my late 20s. Um, at 18, I had no, no clue. No, there are some, and we always yeah. are marveled at those kids. Oh. Gosh, ready yes. to, to, to be entrepreneurial that's awesome and, and we wouldn't tell them that they have to go to college yeah when when we we're two weeks ago we were we we're gosh was even two weeks ago it was last week uh i was on clubhouse happened to meet a kid that is yeah. in college and he has started a uh, business where he puts really cool sayings and such on t-shirts and we ended up being on the phone with him for an hour helping him get a little focused. Um, we found out where he was getting all of his, all of his shirts made. And I show, I show him, you know, here's how you, here's some of the wholesalers where you can get them. Here are some places where you can get them printed for less. Just, I know this stuff because I just have the experience that he didn't. The only difference between us was I have several years of experience on him. But when we see a kid that's that as sharp as that one, it's all we can do to help them. 
because if someone has that spark and they're in their teens or early twenties, oh my goodness, you know, we, we want to, we want to blow on that spark and make it blow up. Uh, mostly because I didn't have that spark till I was, you know, older. Yeah. Uh, college, I, you know, college were the best 12 years of my life. <laughs> you know, it was, it was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, I know it's not for everyone, but I know it was for me. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, the people think that it's a three years and done now or four years. And it's never been, it hasn't been that way for a long, long time. Uh, it's usually six years now to go through college. And no, I was, I was fortunate. I, well, yeah, fortunate it is. Uh, my last two years in school at, at San Diego State, I worked for the college newspaper. I was the top salesman one year in advertising, and the next year I was the ad manager. We had a record year. Uh, so at that point, I got 3% of sales, which meant I ended college with a surplus. I know I am not the rule. Nope. <laughs> uh, so what was your, what, do you remember what your tuition was at that time? So remember nowhere near what it is now. I don't remember. Like what I, I think it, it probably costs twenty-five grand a year to go to school, including everything. Probably rent, books, school. I don't remember. But San Diego State was a Cal it's a California state school and I was a California resident. At that point it wasn't expensive. But now well, it's now it's, things have changed. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and you know, exactly. books are still outrageous. Books felt outrageous then. Yeah. You know, really, you want forty-five dollars for that text? Are you kidding? <laughs> We're kind of gonna use it. <laughs> you you want a great business? Print college textbooks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, we're, and make it and get a deal with a whole lot of professors to print their book, you know, to be the printer of their book and Give kick them back more than the the publishers now do. There's your there's a good model for you. It believe it or not, we have spent uh, 47 minutes and counting going for the. That's just amazing. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, but let's let's do some things that are that are important. Uh, small, uh, uh, small businesses. Uh, they're going through. They can apply right now for PPP. You can get fifty thousand bucks to, to for your small business, right? People have a hard time doing the paperwork. They've got to like the 12th to get it in. I think that they should have it on the 11th if they don't have it now. Uh, are you, and, and, and marketing, you can spend money on marketing for some, uh, for maybe two people that you might see in your screen or something. Anyway, you could spend that money and, and, and there's some tax benefits for spending money on marketing because you're going to spend that money anyway. What's the worst thing happens if I don't do marketing? Well, first of all, we, we prefer to say that you're investing money in marketing. You're not spending money in marketing. Uh, worst thing, I don't know. It depends on your business. That we, we, we've met, we've met, I could say nothing, but we've met some folks that uh, there are some businesses that don't need a lot of it. And there are some businesses that without it, they shrivel up and die a miserable, horrible death. Their business, not them. <laughs> It, we're we're not going to be the ones that say you've got to market, but we know that it makes success a little easier if you're doing it right. And and even if you say you get all your business from word of mouth, we would refer you to wordofmarketing.com and you will get our response to that. Uh, that might be a book that you guys wrote. 
Is that actually it's a blog post and we own the URL and it goes right to our website. Okay. But you they they can buy books if they want to. There's this you have this you have six books. It's like this full college course kind of stuff that they, that is easy to read and easy to understand, right? And yeah, our our marketing books are a marketing course where everyone gets an A. Really? Okay. Yeah. And then how do I and then who does the editing? Who does the majority of the editing? Uh, we have an editor. She's awesome. And yeah. she she keeps trying to retire and we keep pulling her out to do the next book. Well, one more book, Terry. One more book. Yes. We're, <laughs> our, our next book is coming out on our 30th wedding anniversary this July 21st. It's called Partners in Everything. And it's going to be our most difficult book because we, we are not writing everything in it. We've interviewed a lot of other couples that are in business. And I sent her an email saying, okay, the book's getting, the book's going to be done. Are you willing to edit it? And she didn't answer for a week and a half. And all of a sudden I sent another email. Sorry, your first one went to spam. Yes, I will edit your book. And I, I did the happy dance. <laughs> all of a sudden I am far more confident uh, in our, that our book's going to be incredible. Uh, don't edit your own books. Find a really great editor. We, it, behind Terry, we have two others we've we've been um, that have been in our our minor league AAA system, and they're ready to come up to the majors for our next books. But uh, always find a good editor. A, a good editor will make your book readable. And 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 where do you guys get graphics, or do you do your own graphics, or I I do my own. He is a trained graphic artist. So you're a trained graphic artist. I. Yes. I started with Photoshop and there wasn't really training for it because I was teaching the teachers how to use Photoshop. Well, for, for me, it was, um, it, it was Illustrator and Corral Draw. Right. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're in college for it, you just take courses and you keep up with it and then things go digital and you learn uh, and you take more and more courses just to keep up. Okay. Uh, how, how, how do we want to say how, what, what's a good, what are good things? I'm going to ask the HR person, what are things that, that, that we should do in our own company if we're just starting a company? What are things? And I'll give the marketing guy the, the shot. So. Well, you don't necessarily need HR if you're a solopreneur. Yeah. You know, then you don't, you don't even need HR. If you uh, are looking to uh, hire your first employee and you're having a conversation, is it, is it an employee or is it a consultant? Uh, by the way, you don't get to decide. There, the IRS has rules about that sort of thing. And uh, it, de it depends on, on, on lots of things. So have a, have a conversation with an HR consultant, uh, have a conversation with a PEO. Some of them require uh, five employees or more and some of them allow the others. A professional employment organization um, so they have lots of other of other small businesses in their uh, under their domain, so to speak, so that you are not you're the only one. You get to give your employees better benefits. HR has a place to go when HR needs HR. Uh, you get an employment lawyer as part of the package. Uh, better workers comp because you're not just you and your employees, but part of a larger group. Okay. Um if I own my own business, do do I should I get my own insurance or not? Not really worry about that. I mean, health insurance and things. You you've got to have insurance. We strongly believe that you need to have insurance, and talk to your business insurance as to what kind of insurance you need. Okay, and and how do do I have do if I want to be an HR person, should I get a SHRM certificate? Is that 
It depends. It, it, it really depends on where do you want to be? You know, is it, a, are you working for small business or a large business and what do they require? Are you, are you going to be employed by a PEO? They have different requirements. There, there are lots of, there are variables. There's no yes or no. There's very few things in life that are yes or no. There's yeah. lots the, of different variables. The answer to most of our questions <laughs> is it depends. It depends. It, are you the guru that sits on the mountain and the guy has a baseball bat? <laughs> no, we are not gurus. We are, we're an Oracle. Okay. But we are not, we're not your marketing guru. We are your marketing oracle. That's, that's a very firm rule, Mike. Okay. So when I come, when I come to you now, I, now I turn to the marketing guy. I had somebody, I said, he, he won't carry business cards. He says, what business, what are business cards good for? And I, and I pay a lot of money for my business cards. Should we have business cards anymore? Are they, are they useful anymore? Should we just, um, if you want to do business with Gen X and boomers and anyone older than that, yeah. Especially when we're back in person. It, it, look, it, it, that, this conversation comes up generationally. Okay. Um, but those of us that are, you know, 40-ish and older, um, we look at business cards as a, huh, it's it's a way of determining um, seriousness. Okay, so so what's your besides that that seriousness? Let's say we don't we're 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 a little younger. What is? I don't know if I don't know if people even need a website. They need some social media. They oh, need, that's just stupid. No, that's <laughs> okay. social yeah. media is rented space. It's yeah. free. Why would you, you don't own it? Why would you live in rental space if you can own your own the the uh, the property? Okay, so you you believe that that it's important to uh to have a website and then and, and understand there are a lot of companies that operate with a whole bunch of landing pages which we put in the same category as websites because you own the property right if you're trying to get by with such social media long term that's not a successful or sustainable idea for 99 percent of businesses it's fine to get started right we know yeah. lots of small businesses that start just with social media to get those first few clients so that then they have some cash flow in order to afford a website. Totally fine. Long-term, you, you got to own it because what happens if you lose that Facebook page or that YouTube channel or, 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 right? You don't, you don't own it. You don't control it. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, we, yeah, none of us own that real estate. Okay. Why put your business in a place that you, that you don't own and and put all your eggs in that basket? Okay. Just put up a damn website. So, what if, okay, if I want to get a perfect, because you might know this answer and I have a different answer for this, but how much should I be, what's a good, I want a professional organization to make my website, make me, make me strong, build me on armor, an army worthy of mortar. What, Got it. Mortar, what? Yeah. Got it. You know what? Tell you what, for, for most businesses, um, we can put up a site for about a thousand to twelve hundred dollars. That's going to be really incredible, and and from a search engine optimization point of view, works really well. And it's not built in one of those free services that you see advertising on television all the time. Okay. And so budget out about a grand or so. And now remember, you're also going to, and you should budget out on a yearly basis. You've got to make sure that you're up, you're updating it. So there there are expenses that go with it, but. If you're going to have a business, it's time to put on your big boy pants and, and you know, do it right. You're going to need a writer and an editor to help you do that. Either. Probably. And what's the, 
what's a, what's a good word rate? Like if we were to come to you and say, you know, for, for us, um, for what we charge to build websites, we include it. Oh, okay. just cause again, we, our businesses run, uh, just like our coaching programs were created because we created the program we wish we could have found for ourselves. Uh, part of what you invest with us when you're going to do your website is, is we include the writing, you know, we're, we always have our clients take the first run at it because they need to know how to do it. And then we, we sharpen it up. Okay. So now, now let's do this. You're both, this is about, we're do, about done now. So, and what's the name of your business? Ulof Creative Marketing Solutions. And you can find us on, on with you. What's the name of your business? Really? Ulof Creative, Creative Marketing Solutions. And what? Uh, how do we? How do we reach you? What, what are some ways that we can reach you? To teach you can go to ulofcreative.com. You can go to howtogetthefaster.com and book thirty minutes with us. You can come to our Small Business Breakthrough Bootcamp if you go to planyourmarketing.com. Is your 30 minutes, are you doing th free 30 minutes for that? Free, yeah. no obligation. Yeah. It's all about how can we best help you today? Okay. We know that a certain percentage of those calls um, turn into referrals because we'll we'll do 30 minutes for somebody and they'll tell us about, tell all their friends about us. And and that's kind of word of, is, what's the difference between that and word of mouth marketing? Uh, word of mouth, we don't own wordofmouth.com, but we don't do own wordofmarketing.com. Okay. Because we think word of mouth is really word of marketing. Okay. Thank you so much, everybody. I just, I'm going to talk us out just a little bit. We're going to cue the music. That is what was going on right now. We love to be with you. This is Michael Tanner with Dice Media Group. You can always reach us at dicemediagroup.com. You can hit us on Twitter, Facebook, all those other things. We got the big six and more. Uh, they'll be able to reach Yulof Marketing on like 27 different platforms. We'll be pasting it up tonight. Maybe they'll donate some of the time to write up their own write up and work on the blog. I am not holding my breath. But I I know that we want to meet with you and talk with you. And any way that we can help you, we'll do that. So reach out. It's Yulof Marketing. Uh, these guys have been teaching teachers and, and small groups of some 10,000 people or something at a time. It's really great. I will be I will be your, your next host. Happy Monday morning again. Whatever day it is, it's Monday at 6 a.m. for you. I know that you're going to go out there and get something. You be good out there and smile for all of us. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining with our show. We'll see you on the morning trip next week.